check it off the list. Yeah, d- <laughs> good to go. Did she get it? Did she get it from trays or something? Maybe did she? Maybe I. I my <laughs> <laughs> oh, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the highest pitch your voice has been on this podcast. That's a milestone right there. <laughs> Did she? Maybe. <laughs> uh... A little too much laughing, Mueller. Welcome, one and all, to Alex and Mueller's Fundum Winkcast. Today we bring you episode 11. The Warehouse of Happiness. I am Warren, and my co-host Brendan is here. Welcome, Brendan. Hey. <laughs> I, don't th- I, don't, I don't think I can follow that. That was quite the bombastic, uh, energetic opening you got there. Right. That's the... Uh, that's the high point of the episode right there. Um, a recommendation at this point to our listeners, please turn this podcast off at this time. <laughs> For your sake and ours. Yeah, you just hit the high point. Um, well, here we are, uh, well on our way into double-digit episode territory. Brennan? Hell yeah. Yeah, number 1-1, one, one, or 11, as other people call it. Uh, they do, and can I get that as a exact percentage calculation <laughs> of forty nine, sir? It would be exactly eleven over forty nine, <laughs> <laughs> which is. <laughs> Come on, just, just there it is. <laughs> I had the, I had the sound effects. <laughs> it's just really sad that for a second I was trying to be like, wait, does eleven go into forty nine evenly? <laughs> Yeah, like, is this a trick question? <laughs> it took me a couple seconds to uh, realize that obviously that's not the case. Um, it, it definitely doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah, but it'd be somewhere... It's more than a fifth. Yes, more than that. a fifth. That's what it is. That's what I was trying to get. More than a fifth. More than a fifth. <clears throat> Episode title, working title, established. More than a fifth. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is I took, like, business math in college, so that's, like, essentially... Oh, like, business math. Just math for dummies. So, you know. Right. I'm just oh. putting it out there. <laughs> is, is that, like, um... Are you, are you saying that there are people who, like, take their freshman year math placement exams and score like a 70 percent and get kind of upset and then the professor is like don't worry son there's a whole career waiting for you in business math <laughs> all i'm saying up. is <laughs> what, I, what i'm trying to say is that even though basic multiplication and division i'm pretty sure falls into like not even like algebra but like like math basics in high school um Mike's <laughs> just plain old math <laughs> moving oh, on man. <laughs> no it's fine i took i took actually took pre-calc and calc in freshman year and that was a horrible mistake i regretted that and barely passed i mean and forgot and, and promptly forgot everything 
Never mind, like, forgot everything now, but literally forgot things within a week of learning. <laughs> While you were in say, class. Tops. <laughs> While I was in class. <laughs> so, this is a monumentous, monumentous, monumental, momentous. Right. <laughs> this is a monumentous episode. <laughs> and <laughs> that, um, I feel like I actually have something to say about the intro, about the recap. <laughs> This is where this is where I, my my monocle falls into my <laughs> my glass of champagne. Like what? <laughs> but that's what I do in the episode. <laughs> I'm the one who comments on the intro. <laughs> yeah, this intro was pretty. I guess classy? Question mark. <laughs> like no narration, no narrator to be found. Um, oh, basically, really just wow. a pretty and actually a pretty good recap of what happened during the episode for once for once it yeah. was a pretty good summary of episode 10 i would say with a little toggle yeah. do a uh, hero duel and threatening colonies and self-destruction you know it was such an exciting recap that i didn't even take note of the fact that there was no narrator no howevers no uh earth no. shuddering Violently, nothing. Violently, nothing <laughs> retaliatory intentions. Mm-hmm. Nope. And speaking Just, of no, uh, speaking of no narrator, there were really no lots of characters this episode. Wow, damn. Yeah, you're right. This, this episode just kind of. Mm, I, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I know. It, it, I mean, well, I, before we started recording, you messaged me something to the effect. Uh, this shouldn't take long. This was a this was a short episode. <laughs> what a and it did kind mistake. of feel. Yeah, well, obviously a mistake, but it did feel uh like puzzling, puzzle uh, dis- dis- perhaps distressingly linear. The last one was kind of like that too. Come to think of it, uh, yeah. but this one even more so. Pretty uh, pretty much just got your two pilots that it focuses on. Wow, th- we didn't get a single. Like checking in with scene for three of the pilots, right? No, correct. Not at all. Like not even like a you know half a minute. Wow. Like, here's Tro hanging out with the lion shot. Like nothing. All right. Uh, well, we also get a little bit of uh, or not a little bit. I guess a lot of uh, Relina story and action going on too. So she kind of yeah. holds down the fort, I guess, for the lack of other other pilots yeah this one Ooh. yep oh definitely um i like so we get some uh, some little planes flying over probably like scout planes it's a little desert oasis kind of looking place and we see duo hunkered down in death scythe and who does he see with his little binocular vision like flashing a mirror at him or something, reflecting light at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's uh, it's our boy catcher. I didn't actually catch most of their conversation, other than being kind of bummed out about shit. Um. Yeah, but they're in catcher's territory, apparently. Yeah, they got. He's got the home turf advantage, mm-hmm. and he also has the. As he frequently does, the advantage of having a personal private army following him around. <laughs> yep. Fucking Magwanak Corps. I gotta say, he's... Katra's got it 
I mean, his Gundam does kind of get the a little bit insulted in Lady Un's <laughs> briefing in the previous episode. True, so true. maybe you're not that intimidated by his Gundam. But this dude has his own entire personal army. And this is not an army of flimsy Leos either. This is the Magwanot Corps. And they got their hoverbots. They quite lit. They quite. Yeah, they got the hoverbots. And they quite literally fight an entire battle for him in this episode. And and hold up pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think they lose like one or two on screen losses to the Magwanot Corps as they blast through like three dozen uh, Oz mobile suits. Yeah. No, no, they actually, they definitely show their stuff and prove their metal and all those other idioms. Things. <laughs> and idioms. Insert idioms here. Yeah. The, the one thing from this scene that I took away really was, I think like Catcher and Dewar are like chatting and shit. Um, and, you know, just recapping and whatever. And at the end of the scene, you see Duo. Duo's a uh, death scythe, like apparently was holding Catra and puts him <laughs> down on a like a cliff. Yep. Uh, why? I like. <laughs> I guess why did Catra get out of his mobile suit, jump into Duo's hand, and then I guess like he like moved his hand closer to duo's death scythe without like duo's cockpit actually opening up and talking face to face because they definitely haven't met face to face at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I guess that if the Gundam cockpit is built for combat, it's not exactly going to be roomy or have passenger seats in there. I'm trying to actually rack my brain now to think if, uh, anyone, if there are any scenes that I can remember it, throughout the series of someone chilling in a cockpit with another <laughs> pilot in there, I think I feel like it must have happened once or twice. But anyway, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, it, it seems it just seems awkward. It, just something funny about <laughs> riding in the hand of a mobile suit. <laughs> as, I mean, as I don't know what it like is. Communicating cockpit to cockpit. Pit, right? Cock pit. God, I can't say that word. Um, Have a little pit up, pit up, pit. <laughs> yeah, as as we've seen them do many times in the past. But yeah, that that just struck me as a, I I would say odd, but also I guess just in line with the rest of the series. So maybe not so, maybe not so strange. Yeah, I, it's just always a little. The uh, I think I think the Gundams just seem so much like these big weird like toys, colorful things, and it's so rare that you have the human size comparison or someone just someone being held in the hand of these things is so funny, and that that's why part of the reason it was so hilarious the ending of uh, <laughs> the last episode. I, I mean, it makes sense in a way. I guess maybe Catra wandered over there. To find where Duo was, and then they both needed to get back to the Magwanot Corps, so wait, where else are you going to ride, right? I mean, shoulder, I guess, could slide off. It's kind of makes sense if you think about it. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of hands and getting grabby, get ready for this transition. Mm. 
Trey's and Lady Owen. Oh man, she definitely got grabbed. <laughs> in a, and her her reaction to it was pretty great. She was uh yeah, that was it was good. Yeah, she was. We, we were treated to that side profile shot of the two of them for quite some time, and it was to say the least a bit awkward. Yeah, uh, it was just it was what like a shoulder like a shoulder grab I think, like a hand on the shoulder sh- kind of thing. No, she he he grabbed her hand. Oh her hand. And oh yes. I have, yeah, 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 yeah. I have notes here that like at least a couple times they with a shot of Trey's monologuing as he likes to do. Mm-hmm. You could see uh, Lady Un's hand uh, grasped in his, and every once in a while her fingers would just kind of like wriggle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> trying to free themselves maybe <laughs> i liked how she was like so like when they're talking about like um like her actions with the uh colony hostages and she's like ah, that's fine it's, it's all good but you know we know some people in the colonies don't like us and i think you should go talk to them and she was like just like so ready to go and just like murder some people <laughs> She was like, she's yeah. pretty excited about that that uh, prospect. He literally, yeah, he literally said, "Water under the bridge." This huge mistake that she made in the last episode. Be more graceful. In this episode, uh, all he has to say is, "Ah, water under the bridge, no big deal." In fact, big surprise, I have another important assignment <laughs> for you, Lady Un. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your punishment your punishment for messing up this important assignment is more important assignments <laughs> <laughs> though to be fair it sounds like as we find out later in the episode i feel like this might like potentially be an important assignment but also something that trey's kind of just like pushed off on her he's like you know i could be busy hunting some pheasants and you know playing with my dogs and birds and shit while you go off and you know, yeah you just take this meeting in my in my stead um it's fine you can report back yeah He's, what does he say something about moscow he's you know we're gonna need to we're gonna need to go into space and there's a lot of people who know about space in moscow yeah i think there's people something like that I think in moscow there's apparently people who are supporters of the colonies and supporters of the gundams and like the that mean? rebels and shit, I think. So I guess like she okay. sent he sent on there to talk to them, but not murder them. <laughs> so we all know how great <laughs> she is at diplomacy. Without when it doesn't come to diplomacy, that involves right. exploding, uh, you know, makeup compacts. But um, yeah, so definitely that- the right fit for the job. <laughs> That's for sure. Right, right, right tool for the job. So, Lady On, I'm going to need you to go do this assassination job where you don't assassinate <laughs> yeah. anyone. Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> and before you start questioning this dumbass decision, let me just grab your hand and it'll make everything, it'll make you pretty much forget the past, like, <laughs> the past, like, five minutes of our conversation. Yeah, she, she just, like quivering there like <gasps> like it's it, 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 oh my gosh 
And come on now, calm down. It's not that bad, all right? It's it's we we keep it pretty PG. They're still they're still those hands are fully gloved. I'm quite sure this is Oz after all. There's no skin to skin contact there. <laughs> this is uh I would say though to probably to both of their relationships. You know that each of them did something weird with those gloves. I'm guessing <laughs> Trey's probably Trey Trey's probably burned his pair, and uh, uh, Lady Un probably caressed her own face with her pair for, I would say, the length of the flight time to Moscow. Or put them in some kind of, like, container that, like, she, like, is using for some kind of, like, some kind of, some way to con- convert the, uh, the musk of the gloves into, like, a perfume or, like, air raid right. or something. <laughs> and set them off to 23 and me or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's like your results. Your results are back from twenty three and Me, Mister Kushranada. It's a one hundred point oh percent bourgeois asshole. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, and we also we also skipped over a part, but I think it's fine because there wasn't really much going on. Um, we skipped over the whole Noin and Zex piece, but they're just salvaging. Parts oh yeah, and Zex is like, yeah, yeah, he's probably still alive. We're destined to duel blah 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 let's take these pieces of the hero's gundam back to victoria base even even a gundam can be reduced to parts or something (laughs) scrap (laughs) yep and i guess we did find out that the gundams i guess were modeled after the tour or the toggies Everything is modeled after everything else <laughs> yeah. in this series. Come on, it's, it all points to points back to each other at some point, and yeah, yeah. I feel like mobile suit development is all pretty intertwined and incestuous. Uh, I hope that I want to say at this point too, little shout out. I hope mm-hmm. that any of our listeners who are so inclined, and I'm guessing zero, uh, <laughs> who has have enjoyed our new and very fun and just delightful Instagram account, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We got some followers on that account, and I don't know. We've been plugging the show, kind of. So who knows yeah. how much of that's just completely <laughs> ignored, which would be, you know, understandable. But who knows? Maybe we got maybe we got some uh, some new listeners from that. We're gonna have some fun with it, and I think, uh, well, I, I, we, I I'm planning to have some fun with it. But I I, I should say that um, being self critical here, I can tend to be a bit of a procrastinator and sometimes <laughs> have a very short attention span. So don't be surprised <laughs> if. Uh, within the, within a few short days that instagram is the sole uh project of my uh cohort here add it to the list add it to the list <laughs> um yeah it is a fun cat and definitely the nice having but, that visual medium to yes fuck around with things Oh, it's very fun. And I was just going to say that I uh, I haven't thought of a good way to do it yet, but we definitely need an Instagram paying tribute to Commander Sadagul. I think I can't I have his name written down. I'm not sure how I pronounced that. Yeah, I had, I had Sad Al-Ul, something like that. But Sad Al-Ul. What a kindly little 
short, stout uh, commander. He is. <laughs> yeah. Um, he <laughs> Pretty lighthearted, probably to a detriment, I would say. Um, <laughs> right. Like, his whole, like, he was like, oh, yeah, using the colonies as a human shield. Or as a shield. That's irresponsible. Like, irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as you're willing to willing to go, in terms of uh, you know, uh, in terms of cri- criticism, I guess. Like this human rights violation. Was, I was gonna say that, that, that that's um, I had I heard audio as a uh, I had an audio clip that I was uh, just him saying that's troublesome Oz, <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah troublesome uh, like yeah, what is like irksome like what are some of the terms that uh they've used is this is this tsunami censorship at work a la <laughs> large missiles uh so it was like the original quote could have been something uh, along the lines of those damn war criminals oz have they no mercy and the tsunami censors come in <laughs> well uh, let's let's tone that down a little bit how about that troublesome oz <laughs> Pesky, those pesky Oz commanders yeah. and trying to blow up the colonies. <laughs> <laughs> Though I don't know, I, I, given his his overall demeanor, um, yeah, he, he's just pretty. Um, yeah, seems pretty unfazed by by the whole thing. But, Would you say he's a glass half full or glass half empty type? I would say. Three fourths full, despite what <laughs> glass despite three what the quarters full water level is of that glass. <laughs> it's always three fourths yeah, full. It does. Look a permit, permanent smile on his cute little face. <laughs> so, so in addition to um, in addition to the, I guess the commander of the Magrat Corps, I guess. Well, maybe commander of that town. Maybe that town. Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't quite clear on that um but we also get another introduction between duo and catcher which i i can never like keep track of who's actually <laughs> introduced themselves to who so i guess right i guess this is a case where this is actually the first time these two pilots have met face to face and we get a pretty classic in terms of tsunami or just, I guess, dubbed writing um, introduction. I haven't introduced myself. My name is Katra Rababa Winner. Winner? You mean you're the heir to the Winner family, one of the few influential and financial powers of the Arabic nations? No wonder everybody looks up to you around this place. One of the one of the few influential and financial powers was that I, it of the Arab nations? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. The Winter Family. Where have you yeah, where have you been all this time, Brandon? Under a rock? <laughs> Everyone knows about the Winter Family. <laughs> In like the next sentence that Catcher talks about, um he was not a very good pacifist and essentially got disowned. So maybe he was and went up to the colonies. What? Was that the, what that was in there? <laughs> really? Oh, you don't you, you wow. miss that part? So um, he got disowned. Oh, oh wow, wow! I, I've 
Asleep at the wheel. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so the the Winter family apparently were like well known pacifists. But then Catcher's like, yeah, well, I got like disinherited because you know the whole fighting Gundam thing. Um, so maybe <laughs> maybe his family did stay on Earth, and he was like, fuck this shit, I'm heading to the colonies, I guess, by myself, and right. just to hook up with some old doctor or somebody and get trained um yeah which is yeah. also not really doesn't seem to be within his overall demeanor or character to do that kind of thing right but anyway one might argue that yeah just uh commanding an army through around the world and blowing up military installations or really any of the things that he's done with that Gundam are fitting of his character. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, now, well, I was going to say, um, oh, and now I forgot, but with the, uh, we get some more exposition and a little background on our Gundam pilots uh, when they uh, go up to the uh, secluded bedroom for a little private, little private chat. And Duo is sitting backwards in the chair, all cool. And that's what you do if you're cool. You sit backwards in a chair, or if you're a substitute teacher. Sh- or I guess a cool substitute teacher. If you're a substitute teacher on the on the on the first day of class, <laughs> yeah. So they obviously just like a substitute teacher and his students, they're trying to trying to build a little connection there with Katra. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's when they're kind of like realizing, like, oh yeah, we did have the same mission, right? We uh, they start quoting kind of finishing each other's sentences and um yeah destroying oz and i think yeah, the beginning of that scene it's... though was interesting in that catcher is like hey let's uh let's go somewhere to talk and not and like i think he says like i think he like opens a window and you hear <laughs> he sound coming the through the window at which point he says like hey now now we can like talk without anyone hearing us kind of thing like yeah well <laughs> i promise i promised rasheed i would keep this window open yeah. so he could check on me i mean my i mean they're like in a desert right maybe deserty ish area looks pretty hot yeah but like is still. anything <laughs> is anything they're gonna talk about uh who's gonna overhear them like sunglasses dude rasheed no nah, sunglasses Those, dude's uh, busy getting laid <laughs> He is. Oh yeah, there's. I was gonna say they need the only other people there to hear them are the scantily clad Middle Eastern stereotype dancers, uh, giggling and you know, uh, gyrating around. I think yeah, shades and uh, was that funny? Funny guy, funny dude. Shades, shades and yeah, shades and not mustache <laughs> guy. <laughs> Or like you bet I'll go. <laughs> Don't push. <laughs> As they get escorted out onto the dance floor, yeah, little, we do a find R and R. I mean, we do find this out town is very too, which makes proud of them. Wholesome, I guess. Yeah, they're just being escorted out onto little dancing. The town is just very happy and proud of the Magwana Corps, as uh, Commander Saddleghul tells us. Don't push. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah. I, 
I don't know. I what are you what are you supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of wing. There's why not? Is why 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 should we be surprised that there's a town of admiring civilians slash Middle Easterners, generic Middle Easterners who have an entire mobile suit base underneath their town with giant doors, and they come, you know, of course equipped with tittering, giggling schoolgirls to and serve as a means of rest and R and R for their for their for their mobile suit pilots. It's interesting. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I think that's fine. Um, to that point, um, they are like middle eastern like and that's like the extent that it goes to i, I think uh, one of the oz soldiers when once oz starts to come and like occupy the the town and looking for the gundam pilots um they they refer to them the magwanot corps i guess as rebellious middle east troops <laughs> so even though like it's, it's interesting even though like obviously uh. like wherever they are like they're probably being much more specific you know country or or whatever to refer to them as i don't know if that's like a i don't know i guess we've got whose decision that was either like originally in gundam wing or like tsunami and whether it was to like let's just like paint this all as like a broad like oh yeah whatever middle eastern like it doesn't matter or like as broadly as possible yeah. yeah just kind of like oh yeah it's all the same kind of thing like yeah middle eastern like yeah whatever it's <laughs> we don't need to get any more specific than that um right yeah i i, I agree um I get- yeah because why not they, they've there's plenty of other fictional kingdoms i.e the sank kingdom so why not just call it the magwanak kingdom or something i think it was probably not too specific to begin with in the japanese writing and then when it was being prepped for release in the united states they said, uh, let's just make this as vague as possible. <laughs> yeah. Though, I guess, like, it's interesting, too, though, because they don't, like... Yeah, other than, like, the made-up countries and kingdoms or whatever, like, they don't really get any more specific. Like, even... I think they talk about, like, the... they might have t- They might talk about Eurasia at some point, or... Like some other like kind of broad. No, I mean they talk about fucking Moscow, so never mind. <laughs> I take the, I take it all. Yeah, out. right. <laughs> That's pretty darn specific, right there. <laughs> yeah, I take everything back. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we anyway we. Speaking of Moscow, mm, things uh, a certain certain somebody is arriving in Moscow. And uh, I like, I just love this, that Relina is walking through a terminal or something and just happens to get a glimpse of Lady Un on TV and just says a little, a little comment about roses, which comes to be a recurring theme in this episode, the rose, Brendan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but then that she just straight up turns the TV screen off. <laughs> and is this the, is this the equivalent of being like in an airport? like waiting area at the gate and you know those there's always those tvs that are inevitably playing the news for people to kind of half 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 you know watch with like half attention and then someone just reaches up and's like dude i just like turns off one of the tvs i would have i would have absolutely shit myself if there was like a 
<laughs> background voice of somebody being like, hey, I was watching that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it, I it, and you know this podcast if that happened that would have been that would be that would be so amazing it would be perfect if it was one of those voices that is always doing the voice of some minor background character yeah, the, 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 oh, or the, even the, better if it was like voice or or a couple it would be like a couple voices overlaid like clearly a crowd and one of the voices would be like hey she just turned that off and another voice would be like all right, it was a lady on. She was saying something on the TV. And so was another voice would be, oh, is that Relina Dorland? Let's turn off that TV. And, and you'd have those three voices kind of sort of overlapping each other to be, to, to show that there's a crowd of people reacting <laughs> with mild annoyance to Relina turning off Lady on. Yeah, so I guess that's Relina like on her way to or from like the Moscow airport. Um, right. Yeah, she's meeting up at the... I guess she. I guess she saw like. I guess she. I don't know. Like. Hmm. <laughs> Focus. Okay. Bro. Okay. Okay. Um. Lady Un, after this whole self destruction shit, got the orders to go to Moscow. Relina seemed to already have an idea of episode ten. Relina was talking to her little buddies and was like. Wow, I'm about to embark on a battle of my own. I right. guess, like, so what maybe she about? just knew she wanted to, you know, confront Lady Un, and I guess she saw that on TV, and I was like, oh, Moscow. I guess I'll hop a, hop a flight over there. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but it sort of seemed like, yeah, to your point, though, it sort of seemed like she was already in Moscow, just coincidentally. Like, almost that she happened to be attending that ball. It almost seemed like she was surprised when she saw Lady yeah. Un show up at the event. What the heck? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, you know, I think I think there's, like, the, the more you think about it, there's so much stuff in this episode <laughs> that, uh, or, or just in this show in general, that, uh... Yeah, why why are we why are we doing this podcast? When because it makes you think. The more you think about stuff, there's so many things that we're questioning now that I think, as a more of a passive, non-analytical, not overly analytical viewer, that you just oh, okay, all right. There's Lady Un. Yeah, she doesn't like her. She shot her. She tried to shoot her. Whereas there's no questioning the. I, I think it is some pretty weird or. Just lack of explanation. Why is she in Moscow? Yeah. It's not like we get a shot of Erlina in the beginning of the episode packing a suitcase in some dingy, like, cheap hotel and, like, pack, like, taking apart a gun and, like, pointing it in the mirror. Like, <laughs> blindfolded Lady upside on, down. This time. Cleaning her gun. <laughs> your mind. Yeah. Like, cleaning her gun and a little, like, yeah, there's, there's no build up. She's just happens to kind of show up, like, Oh, oh, look, a ball. Oh, and oh, there's Lady Un. <laughs> That's not really all we get. So, to, to that point, to that point um, she like showed up at the ball, right? And um, yeah, the dude's like, like, do you have an invitation? She's like, no. And he's like, well, you need an invitation to come in. Like, I don't. What was her fucking game plan after that? If Marquis Waveridge didn't show up. 
Like, was she just gonna start I like, think shooting we can... people? Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna say. We, I think we can only. It's only safe to assume that sh- that that little like uh, you know bouncer dude was seconds away from getting <laughs> shot in the face by Rolina. I mean, I I think that might be right. Like, <laughs> just straight up, yeah. I mean, she was all dressed wow. up. She was ready to go. She was not gonna take no for an answer. Now, even on an assassination, you got to hand it to Rolina that even on an assassination mission, she is looking good and. The other people at the event are certainly telling her so. Uh, so it's like some lady, some lady like called after her, like they saw like a puppy, a cute puppy in public, and was like, "Oh, look how cute!" <laughs> so like, just like referring to another human being. It's a little weird. And and Marky Wayridge was uh, definitely not lying when he mentioned like he made some joke about like haha like. Yeah, definitely hang out. Like, come bring some, like, liveliness to, you know, all these old farts. Cumulatively, we've seen, like, more old people in this episode, and that one scene in particular than, like, throughout the entire series so far. Like, other than Noventa and Vente and Grande. Right. Like, yeah, there's. I I think everybody (laughs) at that ball looks like they are, like, you know, in their 60s plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, but with the exception of possibly the servants. Mm-hmm. And, and the soldiers. Uh, did you did you hear that when she's talking with the bouncer and uh, what's his name? Marquis, what's his name first sees her? Does he call her Katrina? I fucking wrote that down. That? Um, I was waiting for it to come <laughs> up again at some point. <laughs> it's like Katrina or something. Yeah, he's like, he's what? Like, Katrina? Um, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure her name was like Rolina peacecraft not katrina peacecraft uh yeah no idea no idea or was yeah was that just a flub (laughs) that they kept in like the voice actor like they just voice actor gave such They just like gave such little shits about editing this episode they're like "Eh." it's like it's it's like, who's going to question it? What? Are you telling me that, like, 15, 20 years from now, is there going to be some 30-somethings doing a podcast and analyzing <laughs> every word of this show? Give me a break. Like, no one's going to care that the guy says Katrina. <laughs> because I was wondering, when I first heard it, I was expecting there to be some little backstories like, you remind me of my granddaughter, Katrina, she, and how I wish that the future for my granddaughter would be peaceful. Or something. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Or like, yeah, I, I don't know what what other explanation there would be, but there's absolutely no explanation and no going back to that. Um, Maybe it really is just as simple as that, like, he's old. He thought it was Katrina. Yeah. And, and the writers of Gundam Wing are like, the fuck do you want us to do? Like, just, that, that's it. <laughs> do you want more explanation? Like, surely you've seen a situation in real life where someone mistakenly first called someone by the wrong name. Yeah. It's, it's just what do you want from us? The whole world building and everything. You gotta, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you, know, si- you know, senility and poor eyesight amongst old people is, is right there in the Gundam Wing universe yeah. as it is in ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also made a note of um, the the steps that 
there's a couple of Leos that are like guarding the place, I guess, or either guarding the yeah. place or just there because Un's there. Um, yeah, but, uh, they're like standing on the steps, <laughs> and they're it just definitely really awkward. And I feel like the size of the Leo's feet on that step on those like that staircase, that staircase would essentially be like a ramp. I think at that point, like. Yeah, yeah, I, so I agree. I I question that as well. Sliding their way down those stairs. Yeah, yeah. if have you ever seen um, you ever see RoboCop when Ed two hundred nine tries to go down the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> that definitely comes to mind. Or also that just the sheer size and weight mm-hmm. of the um the mobile suits would just be like so much that. Yeah, those, those those like precious like several hundred years old Russian palace steps are going to be in pretty rough shape after the Leos leave. So so who's uh so we get uh Marquis Waveridge and really doing a little doing a little dance, having a little chat. Um he definitely knows who she is cuz everyone knows she's a peacecraft like at this point. <laughs> it's not really a secret to anyone. Um but she's pr- she's pretty excited though. Um, to hear about his his knowledge and his experience, I guess with the with the beast crafts. Did you see when she um she uh like gestured for um he he was like first let me tell you something and then he's like and then it kind of just like kind of starts like sort of awkwardly moving and then she looks and sees that he's moving towards the table so she like makes a little like excited gasp like. <laughs> And rushes to get a chair for she, him. She looks a little Did you like, notice that? Almost like, oh god, I better get this chair yeah, like, out. Before, like, <laughs> oh my god. Like, fucking falls over and uh. breaks his hip or something. She's like, ah, ah, like running to get him a chair. And then, but that was that was uh, they were somewhat interrupted though by a certain lady. Yeah. Un. What's wrong? Don't worry. I'm a guest too. It's like that scene where you had some little, like, wild, it's like the Wild West, and there's some little honky-tonk, you know, little bar, saloon thing, and you got the dude over there playing on the piano, entertaining the, the patrons, and all of a sudden the saloon doors swing open, and the music stops, and everyone kind of looks over their shoulder to see... Well, look who it is. I guess I guess Marquis Waveridge was the the dude who originally Trace was gonna have a sit down with to I guess discuss the I guess like discuss like using colonies as a shield. Like, I don't really know what either side was hoping to accomplish from this conversation, um, right. <laughs> but. Um, uh, but Lady Un sees, see, Furish only reckon, only sees your Luna after uh, Mark the Marquis uh, kind of draws attention. Yeah, he kind of said something behind her back. It was to Relina about, you know, I don't think a rose belongs on a military uniform. But then, uh, and then it was he. What he said to her was, "If I'll like, I'll talk to you or something. If you give me that rose." And what I like is that 
they even the, the Un, Lady Un does not notice that it's Relina standing right in front of <laughs> yeah. her. They even show a POV shot of her, like her point of view, like staring at Marquis Marquis Weybridge's face with like Relina's torso, but her head cut off, <laughs> as if to show us that like Lady Un is just staring at Marquis Weybridge, and then like. Huh? Relina? <laughs> and does he refer to her as his granddaughter as well? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Uh, a little creepy. <laughs> well, Katrina. Yeah, yeah. Katrina? I, yeah, maybe it really just is his, just is his senility just, you know, kicking in and Lady Un does recognize her. And things escalate pretty quickly. They do. Sound clip. Hmm. Relina Dorlin, what are you doing here? Grandfather, roses just don't look good on me either. I'd look better soaked in the blood of Oz. Here's for my dad! Here's for my father! <laughs> Bam! And then it does like a. It, does, it, it plays the bullet sh- sound like three times with a cool, like, echo. Oh, yeah, there are effect. three distinct shots of that rose getting decimated yeah and and at this point like, do you do you just have to say like fuck yeah relina this is badass this scene was <laughs> until scene was awesome until dude. you realize that absolutely one of those other ball goers got hit by that bullet <laughs> yeah well all right <laughs> there hey. are definitely like a ton of people like behind lady on at that point and one of them got got shot unfortunately i'm sorry to report <laughs> Well, or or the rose being shattered took away the momentum from the bullet, so <laughs> the the other injuries were minor. Brendan, that's what I prefer to believe because I'm anyway. No. I'm, 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 I'm no, 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 no. Don't distract. I'm not, I'm ignoring <laughs> this. This scene is cool. Uh, Relina just straight up tried to shoot, um, Lady Un, and it's awesome. So you can't take that away from and- her. To Lady Un's credit, though, she does a pretty sweet, like, Matrix dodge, I guess. Did she dodge it, or she just, like, was she I just mean, she, lucky? she had to, just... unless, unless Relina's, like, unless Lady Un was talking to Relina and Marquis standing sideways. Yeah, like, I she guess. Definitely, she definitely did. She must have, like, turned her body, like, 90 degrees to dodge out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Because um, otherwise, if that bullet hit that rose, that... Bullet would then have hit Lady Un probably through the heart. Probably through the heart. Gun mm. wing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, um, no, come on, Brennan. This is awesome, right? I mean, do you not feel that way? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we finally get we finally get Relina with some agency, taking some actions in her yeah. own hands, like for herself, essentially. Yeah. And it. it um, not like pining over hero and asking hero to kill her like she's she's finally somewhat becoming more of a developed character well, which yeah you know what i also definitely a, uh yeah, yeah no i i agree with all that and also it just feels like something that's emotionally mm-hmm. uh that you can connect with like yes this person yeah. is a demonstrated horrible villain who you watched kill your father mm-hmm. in front of you like, yes, you would. This would be the natural response of a normal person to try to kill them and take revenge. Uh, there's just, like, so many 
there's so many characters just doing weird stuff where it's kind of hard to understand their motivations. Like, why did Otto just kill himself for and say long live King Zex? <laughs> why is Catra going on some weird tangent about whatever? There's so much that's just sort of weird and hard to connect with that this feels like one of these scenes where like, yeah, okay, I get that. That makes sense. She's trying to kill the bad guy because (laughs) the bad guy is bad and she wants to kill them. (laughs) I get this. Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, To completely not undercut that sentiment and (laughs) everything there too. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I don't know if you noticed. So, So after she... After the failed assassination attempt, um, the all soldier soldiers start shooting at her, and she ducks out of the way. And does and she runs get away. shot at, or does she just um, run? I don't know if they even actually like shoot at her. Oh no, they they shoot. Oh, okay. They definitely shoot at her. There's like, um, like they hit. Like, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, right, right. Like, to the right, right of her. But um, we get some pretty upsetting, but pretty good, I guess background voice huh. acting i don't know if you caught this i mean yeah give it a couple times, times. <laughs> all right enough 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 <laughs> like oh my that god scream, that screams pretty like like how did that make you know, was that do you think that scream was on the afternoon airing on the tsunami airing I think it was. I think it had to have been. But man, like they gave it their all. Like that was <laughs> oof. Yeah, that scream is a yeah. I wonder if that what if they just went to the, you know what? Did someone give it their all or did they just go to like some stock archives <laughs> and enter like female scream number 38 from the sample archives? Um I'm holding holding on to my my hope and my my dream that was just some you know actually no you know what i would say some like you know like supporting voice actor or something but it probably was like Valina's voice actress or i think it was probably ma dorlin my hypothesis or my theory is that wasn't a reaction again to the ah soldiers shooting but more so the realization that that woman's husband or a friend at the party had previously been shot by Villina. And I'm standing I'm standing by that. <laughs> she like she like looked over to her right and was like 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 cat like Catherine, can you believe what's happening? Ca- Catherine? Catherine? <laughs> and then Right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> or just comes or just like turning around from a little trip to the punch bowl. <laughs> Like, oh, sweet, innocent husband of 30 years, happy marriage, I got us some more punch. And then sees his body lying on the floor from Relina's stray bullet. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but nonetheless, despite the fact that Relina clearly murdered one of of them, uh, the partygoers quickly rush to her aid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they create their, like, a human human barricade um he has some odd quotes here i'm just gonna say um i think he ends it with like i still have so much more to learn (laughs) i was like okay sure (laughs) yeah like uh, like so maybe should uh enroll in the it's like speaking of 
never being too old to learn, let's take a minute to talk about the Great Courses Plus, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> lady Un does just... show some restraint. I feel like the old Lady Un would have absolutely just like mowed those old folks down and gone after Luna. But after that little, yeah, after her little talking to and scolding from Trey's, um, you know, actually is kind of, you know, being a little bit more genteel and graceful, as they say. Yeah, at the very least, you thought maybe one of those party goers would get a uh, a rifle butt to the face to make sure the message was clear. Like, there was only a couple of them standing in the way, also. Yeah, but, yeah, Rune escapes, and they're... They go chasing after her. But then we get to the, the climax, I would say. Uh, actually, I would say that would be the, cli- like the at least the high point of the show. But I guess the climax might be the 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 invasion of, of Oz, which we didn't really touch upon. But um, yeah, Oz is invading that unnamed Middle Eastern adjacent country location area. Um, they set a bunch of uh, extremely sophisticated bombs that are both time bombs as well as absolutely cannot be touched. We, we get a very nice, rousing, Independence Day-esque uh, speech from uh, Wolverine, too, in the underground base. Oh, yeah. And this was definitely trailer material right there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, remember that shot of those Magwanakor raising their fists as they look up on... Wolverine way up on that catwalk, like yeah. And, and what is what does he say? Do, do you remember? I don't. <laughs> he says, there will be a day when the Gundams save us all. And that was wow. absolutely tsunami material too. <laughs> yeah, that, could you ask for a, a more yeah better better promo shot right there? I like to think yeah. that it was somebody's job at tsunami when they knew that Gundam Wing was coming to their lineup for the following season. There was some guy who was like, they're like, George, you're in charge of making the uh, three-minute trailer for Gundam Wing. And George just had to sit there and watch all of Gundam Wing looking for clips. Or maybe, as we've talked about, maybe he just watched the first ten episodes or so. <laughs> yeah. Those goddamn derpy-looking pink tanks. Hell yeah. They've got a name. They've got a name, motherfucker. Yeah, Tragos, I Tragos. think, right? Tragos. <laughs> yep. Oh man, they Dude, they it, just, they're like so proud of that name and as far as I know, I can't see it being like a play on any kind of like astrological thing. No. Is it? <laughs> right? No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but there's also now there's also we've all I've always taken to affectionately calling them those little wheelie things. Yeah. But uh, some of them can stand. Some of them are bipedal. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a new development. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Um, yeah, and <laughs> they, they had a little standoff with the Magnat Corps hover tanks. I, I have written here in my notes: uh, we get a wheelie versus wheelie type uh, <laughs> mobile suit battle. Um, uh, you, you know, you got the. I, it seems that the design philosophy of the Trigos and the Magwanak hover thing is, is pretty similar. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, one of them came out much better than the other in that fight. During the combat, we see, and this is another point that I just wanted to bring up that was a little unsettling to me, was 
Um, and it also kind of explains a lot. We see Shades is one of the dudes who's fighting. And at yeah. one point, his shades, like, go, like, we get, like, a shot of his shades, like, going down on his nose a bit, I guess. And we actually uh-huh. see his eyes for like, and we see that second. he has no eyes and just that shot like i sh- i shuddered i was like oh like what what <laughs> right Wait. it was uh yeah it just like yeah sent like a chill up my spine i don't know what it was it wasn't anything like what what is this scene are you serious are you making this up yeah yeah you definitely see see like a shot of his eyes i will post it on the instagram you better. Do you, else. Uh, is it just what? What do, what do we? What do you see that was got you so rattled? Then did you just like just, see just his eyes <laughs> and just his eyes? And those eyes have seen a lot, Brendan. You could just I, in that moment you like, saw I, all the. Yeah, I feel like I never saw that. I, I don't remember that shot before the other times I I watched a show. So I think I always just associated, you know, those shades as his face and his eyes. So. By seeing anything beneath that, you know, yeah. is is upsetting. Is is graphic I, I, and obscene, and is graphic, like obscene, and dis and highly discomforting. Exactly. <laughs> There's there there is an audio. There's an mm-hmm. audio that I would like you to just play in here. It's it's very close to the end. It might not be at this particular moment where we are, but um, when yeah. they they actually use some solar flare esque. Uh, techniques on some of the remaining uh oz forces and the first one that gets fired <laughs> the oz soldier getting hit by it makes a pretty like horrible like <laughs> like noise it's pretty good it's a pretty good like as far as uh wailing grunting so we had our wheelie versus wheelie battle we had some nice sort of dramatic music that i think was the first time we've heard this particular track and i enjoyed it i give it a solid Eight out of ten out of my Gundam music uh, rating system, and it's the music that plays as Duo and Catra have their little parting of ways and getting up on the carrier. Um, so would you, I would, that, would you also say that um, like they fe- they both clearly feel bad about not being able to help out in this moment in this battle, but I gotta say the Magwanak core is more than got this battle handled. Uh, Duo does his little flyover with the back door open and blasts mm-hmm. a couple of the Trigos troops, um, and, which is definitely a help. But yeah, they had it pretty well in hand. Like even Rashid's reaction when he when he sees that Duo did that, he's like, uh, "Okay, all right, well, we can leave a little sooner now." It's not just like, "Oh wow, he just saved us." Yeah, it's more kind of like, exactly. "Oh, yeah, all right, they're well, definitely yeah. more than capable." That helps. Um, possibly possibly more capable as well right. than... <laughs> yeah if you if you took the sum the sum firepower and strategic planning and uh you know abilities of the magwanak core uh you gotta say probably easily up there with as a whole with this the uh the capabilities of one gundam yeah, so that pretty much takes us to the end of the episode. Um, the last, really, the last thing that happens is uh, who, who do we see? Who do we see? Uh, Lucretia Noren shows up on a motorcycle. Is she on a motorcycle? I feel like she's always on a motorcycle. Yep. At least that's how I imagine her. Um, she's always on a motorcycle. Come on, with that cape. Yeah, she's got that badass cape flowing behind her on the motorcycle, wearing those goggles. 
Those fucking sweet goggles. Yo, step down, soldiers. And they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and she's, she shoots one of the soldiers in the hat, knocks the hat off. And it's like, and just like, <laughs> just uh, name drops His Excellency. And that's all you need to say. It's just, these are orders from His Excellency. And everyone will just immediately, no questions asked, drop what they're doing and, you know, follow those orders. Scuttle off. I, you know, I want to see a back-to-back uh, clips of in that early episode, whenever it was, when Noin was first introduced, um, when Zex shows up at her base and she's like, I believe that we need to <laughs> save the life of every soldier and treasure pacifism and not take risks. And then just very next scene, <laughs> show her shooting that soldier in the hat. <laughs> and then yeah, she shoots a little lion emblem off that hat. As a explanation, I guess, of like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, and also calls her Peacecraft, too. Yeah. So I guess she... What, well, I guess what does she that always kind of knew that she was Zex's uh, sister, I think. Speaking of outro, do you think we're good? Anything else? I I think I think we're good. I think we covered Sweet. it. All right, so that, that concludes another episode of the Alex and Mueller's Fundament Cast. Um, thanks again for listening. And as always, you can email us with any questions or concerns or fan videos or to fundamentwingcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us and tweet at us at fundamentwingcast. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at fundamentwingcast. You can also find us on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. But I feel like if you're hearing this anyway, chances are you found us through that and not through our podcast listening service. But anyway, throwing the plug out there. Yeah, and... Just because why not? I'll just add that um, if you'd like Brendan's uh, home phone number and mailing address, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too. I'm not too picky. Like probably twenty, maybe thirty dollars on PayPal, and uh, I'd gladly give it away. Thanks, Warren. <laughs> so you know where to reach. You know where to reach me <laughs> at fundamwincast at gmail.com. Join us next time for episode twelve: Bewildered Warriors. Oh my goodness. Also, I feel like... <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, no, I can't wait either. And I also feel like I should probably plug that episode 13 will be our season one finale. So I am definitely looking forward to that. Woo! Oh my good! Oh, we... And we have some special things planned. I can't Lots wait. Lots of special things planned. And... Oh god. Right. So you just someone just asked you did someone just ask you why it's season two? <laughs> Alright, I really got a piece, so oh I'm signing off. Alright, we'll see you next time. That's enough, Mueller. <laughs>